0: you just turned an insurance client into a cash pay patient. So that's another way to think about it. So again, why settle for only $45 a visit when you might get a higher rate of reimbursement? Solid. 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 Sustaining. Sustaining. And successful. And successful. You're listening to the Speech Therapy Private Practice Startup Podcast with your host, Kyle Meads, speech and language pathologist. Listen, learn and prosper as we share our experience and knowledge so that you can improve your business and your life one podcast at a time. Well, hello everyone. You're listening to the Speech Therapy Private Practice Startup Podcast. This is episode number 16. My name is Kyle Meads and I'm a speech pathologist since 1993. And these podcasts are designed to help you improve your business and your life one podcast at a time. Welcome back to the show and I wanted to say thank you for listening. Thanks for all your emails. Thanks for the feedback on iTunes. I really appreciate it. And as of today, today is August the 6th, 2016. We have over 4,817 listeners from various parts of the world like United States, Australia, the United Kingdom, Canada, India, Israel, Philippines, Turkey, Singapore. We have people listening from all over the world and it's It's really nice to have all you guys listening, and if you wouldn't mind, jump in and chime in. Go to privateslp.com, and at the bottom of each podcasting post there, you'll see a place for comments. I really appreciate you guys leaving comments, and if you don't mind, leave some comments down there. You know, chime in. Start telling me what you're thinking so I can drive and steer this podcast to what you want to hear. And also, too, if you're interested in working with me, please send me an email, kyle at privateslp.com. Please put the perfect student in the subject line there and tell me a little bit about yourself. I mean, go into detail. Let me know if you're just starting out or if you've been working on your private practice for some time. You know, if you're a sole practitioner, if you have employees, let me know some information about you so that I can help you better. Right now, I do have a waiting list, but I am accepting people. So just again, please give me as much information as possible. And make sure you put a valid email address in there because lately I do email people back and their email will bounce for whatever reason and I just can't get in touch with you. So I just want to make sure I can help you. So give me as much information as possible. Hey, I wanted to start today's show with a question and this. Question comes from a person named Andrew. It says, "Hi Kyle, my wife wanted to start a private speech therapy practice in our area. She's been working for a local school for the past 10 years and she's had an itch for a long time to go out on her own. She is almost to the point of launching her own business. She loves speech but dislikes the business and technology part of it and that's where I come in. I created her website, I set up her phone system, I registered her EIN, I took an old MacBook to upgrade it from 4 gigs to 6" gigs of RAM, and I'll be doing the marketing and, of course, listening to your podcast. We've learned a lot along the way, and there are two things we're worried about, and hopefully you can help me with that. Number one, pricing. How much should we charge for services? One of our local speech therapy practices in our area charges $55 for a half hour and $300 for the eval. My wife wanted to charge $45 per half hour and $250 for the eval. I thought it might be too low. She wants to do private pay and not have to deal with the insurance companies number two how to get clients this is one of my wife's biggest fears what if we put all this work into starting it out and we just don't get any clients i assured her that her field as you know is a very in-demand field she is going to work part-time for the school while she gets it up and running what type of marketing have you found that works thanks for all you do your podcast is great Andrew. Well, Andrew, I wanted to say thank you for that email. That is a great question. Those are great questions. So I wanted to take the time. I know you wrote this to me a couple weeks ago, and I wanted to take the time to really think this out for you and give you a good answer because I really believe that that taking my time and being thorough with my answer will help you and others. That's why I wanted to go ahead and make this question or questions into a podcast. So let me go ahead and get started. You know, when it comes to pricing you want to do a cost survey in your area. Now, there's nothing wrong with that 55 or 50 or $45 per half hour. That's a very good, solid price point. You know, and as far as the evaluation, you know, $250 or $255 or $300 for the evaluation, obviously that's going to take longer because you've got to do the report and you've got to send that report to the pediatrician or the doctor's office. I get it. We're going to take more time on the eval. You know, but when I started Started my own private practice. I knew I wanted to be an employer. So when you're asking me questions about pricing and, you know, about taking an insurance plan, I get it. I understand. You know, there are a lot of physical therapists out there who podcast and blog about the cash based business model. I totally understand. I mean, insurance companies can be a headache. I totally get it. You're preaching to the choir. But let me tell you this. I wanted to be an employer. I wanted to change lives for the better, not only for my patients, but also the employees who work with me. And again, if you go back and listen to those early podcasts, you'll hear me complaining about the places I used to work. I mean, for Christmas, we got a chocolate or cherry pie. It was my choice. You know, either chocolate or cherry. It was a frozen Cisco pie. I mean, come on, folks. We had to buy into this fake culture in order to keep our job. You know, it was horrible. So when I started my own private practice, I wanted to grow it and scale it as big as I could get it. And I'm still doing that today. Because of insurances, I was able to do that. And I'm going to just share with you my own personal experience. And I totally understand a lot of people don't want to deal with insurance companies. But again, I was always told from the get go, and I did talk to a lot of private practice owners before I started, you know, why would you only limit yourself to one payer source? You know, you want to take multiple payers. And so multiple payers might be cash or insurance? Or what about working with an attorney, doing liens for people who've been in accidents who need cognitive training? You know, there's so many different things out there. Why would I wanna just limit myself to one payer? And again, I think it's smart, Andrew, what your wife's doing, working part-time at the school and slowly building this thing up because you don't wanna go out there and borrow a bunch of money from banks because when you do that, you're really just working for the bank, right? So I think what she's doing is very smart and she's got you to help with all the technology and the website and the marketing. And I think that's really a good solution. But please don't forget, insurance is not always a headache. Again, let's say you want to just focus on $45 per half hour treatment. What if an insurance company would reimburse you $76 or $82 per visit? What's wrong with that? And it's just as simple as going to a computer program, inputting that charge, hitting enter, and it's done. And maybe you get a check three days later. I mean, sometimes it's that simple. And I'm being honest when I say that. Yes, there are headaches to insurances. You know, sometimes insurances play those games like United Healthcare and Cigna. They play that game like, oh, we need a prior auth, or it's got to be medically necessary. But don't forget. Sometimes, let's just use an example for United Healthcare. If, and this is what we say in our clinic if this were covered by your insurance, your copay would be $40 for this treatment. However, this is not covered in our cash rates, 45, it's only $5 more. You just turned an insurance client into a cash pay patient. So that's another way to think about it. So again, why settle for only $45 a visit when you might get a higher rate of reimbursement? So that's just another way to look at it. And also, too, we talk about marketing. I'm kind of old school when it comes to marketing. We do have a Facebook account at our office. I do have a Twitter account, but... You know, we do advertise with Twitter and we do some Facebook advertising, but what I'm really finding that works is just old school tactics, going to the pediatrician's offices, going to the doctor's offices, introducing myself, giving them a copy of my insurance list and saying, hey, here are the payers that we take. If you have any patients who need speech therapy, you know, here they are. We take all Medicaid, all Medicare plans. We take all third party liabilities. We take all these payers. So if you have the need for speech, Fax the referral over. Here's our fax number, and we'll get your patients taken care of. Again, meeting personally with pediatricians and physicians' offices, getting to know your referral clerks, that's a big thing too. Also, I like going on television. I've been going on a morning talk show. Uh, I got invited uh, monthly to do a morning talk show here in Tucson. So that's been very positive for me. And then when I take that link from the TV station on their page, I send it out through Facebook and pay. Pay for advertising that way. And we just get a lot of marketing that way. Also too, you can make pamphlets, you can hand those out at clinics. But again, I think the biggest thing as a clinic owner that we can do is treat those patients, get them worked in, get those kids worked in and treat them with respect, do wonderful treats. And those families will go back to that doctor and thank them for sending their loved ones to you. And I think that's the biggest marketing secret that I could share doing good quality work, not really focusing on the money part of it. Yes, it is important. We've got to pay the bills, but if you do a good job and you do this, right, you will have the work. And again, I've talked about this in other podcasts about not being, flaky, scheduling people appropriately, not being late for appointments, making patients accountable for missed appointments and no shows and late arrivals. And it works on our side too. We've got to show up and do our part too. But if you do the right thing, take care of those patients, that will do more than Facebook and Google and websites and talking to referral clerks. It'll happen again, but it's a slow, steady process. And I think your wife's smart for keeping her job while she builds this private practice up. And also, I think it's a lot of work. And I noticed in your question you say, well, what if this doesn't work out? This is a lot of work to get it started. It shouldn't be too much work though getting it started. I mean, if you're leasing a building, I mean, you're going to have a lot of pressure there to meet your rental bill every month. So, again, I would recommend starting out maybe a separate room in your home or maybe an office suite where you've got a very low rent. And over time, you can grow and maybe move from one office to two offices, the three rooms to four rooms. I did a podcast about that recently, and it talks about your first office. So if you check that podcast, that will give you some more information. Also too, we have a membership section of privateslp.com. It's almost done. I know people have asked me about it. Hey, when's this membership website going to be ready? I've been putting some content on there and I'm almost done, but I go into specifics on how to bill it, how to collect it, how to document, and also how to just get paid because we're really good at that in our clinic. We're really good about getting reimbursed from these insurance companies. So, you know, Andrew, I hope this has helped answer some of these questions that you and your wife have about starting your own private practice. But again, to sum it all up, just do it. Don't get into the whole analysis paralysis thing because I really believe as speech pathologists, we are a certain type of personality. We are a certain type of people. We tend to overthink things. We want to solve all the problems. It's almost like we have this perfectionism about us. We want to get everything done so right and so perfect. Don't fall into that trap. Get moving. Get started. Get your first patient. Get that person schedule. Take that pain Payment, get a credit card, just start with Square Up. You know, it's an app on your phone. Yeah, it's 2.75% for swiping a credit card. Yeah, that's expensive, but you know what? Move to something cheaper later. You know, get it up to about five or six thousand a year, you know, from swiping or ten grand a year. Then you can go get you a credit card system through a bank like Bank of America or something. But get started, get into action, do something that's in your future goal get that first patient scheduled. It doesn't have to be perfect because when I get into that whole analysis paralysis thing, nothing gets done. Just like this recording. I got to hit record and talk and go over my notes and just say it. So there it is. I said it. So I hope you guys have had a good listen on this podcast. You have any questions, send me an email, kyle at privateslp.com. And thank you for listening. Thank you for listening to the Speech Therapy Private Practice Startup Podcast. For more information on Speech Therapy Private Practice Startup or to stay connected with Kyle, please visit privateslp.com.